Praise the Lord, y'all. It's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song says, Blessed be the name of the Lord, most high. Name of the Lord and power in the name of the Lord. Father, we come this morning with thanksgiving in our heart. We just give you thanks for allowing us to participate in this corporate worship service. 
we just thank you for each member that's represented here, each family that's represented here. We just pray for healing. We pray for peace. We pray for love. Father, because you first loved us, and it's, you are the great example of what we should be all about. Father, we just thank you for blessing us this morning. We thank you for guiding us and giving us a man to serve you. Not only serve you, but serve our fellow men. But we realize we serve you by serving each other. Father, we just said thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for our leaders. Thank you for the followers of this worship service. Get, go with us this day. Guide our footsteps and keep us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. That we may not sin against thee. That we may do the things that will be pleasing in your sight and for the upbuilding of your kingdom here. Father, we pray for the leadership of this city, this state, this nation. Father, put a love in their hearts. Put worship in their minds. Father, just help us to do the things that you want us to do. And we know if we do the things that you want us to do, everything will be all right. We won't have the killings that we've been having. We won't have these tragedies that we have been having. Father, we just thank you so much. Just, we thank you for the portion of health and strength that you have allowed us to enjoy. Keep us in your care. Guide our footsteps daily, just Jesus, I pray. Amen. Anybody know how beautiful he is? <laughs> oh, his love is beautiful. Oh, his love is beautiful. Come on, your love for me, your love for me, it is so complete.
Let's meditate on that for a moment. God's love found us. Regardless of what we did, regardless of who we are, regardless of where we came from, God's love found us. What an awesome God we serve. Because he didn't have to do it, but he did. Because his love is so completely beautiful. So let us come together as a congregation. Grab each other's hands. And let us go to our awesome God in prayer. Precious Lord, here we are again on another Sunday morning. Dear God, we come to give you thanks this morning. We give you thanks because you've always been on the job. You see, you protected us last night. You kept us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Dear God, while the winds were howling, you kept a roof over our head. You allowed us to slumber without a worry. It is because your love is so completely beautiful. So we gather this morning to say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. Dear God, we call upon you to pour out your spirit this morning. We ask that you touch every heart in the building. For we know, as good as we look this morning, we know that there are some of us who are struggling. There's some of us with loved ones in the hospital. There's someone amongst us with loved ones who are in the funeral homes. Dear God, we ask that you pour out your spirit of comfort this morning. Wrap your loving arms around them and let them know that you will never leave them or forsake them. And that after the storm is gone, gone, the sun will shine again. Dear God, we ask that you bless this service. Bless the man of God who will come out to open your word to us. We ask that you prepare our hearts and minds to receive him and your word. Dear God, we ask that everything that is done in this service be done in decency and in order. And dear God, we will be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Dear God, we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let every heart in the building say amen, amen, amen and amen. Come on, sing it with us.
place. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Every day on God's earth is beautiful. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your presence and for your prayers. And this time we're going to ask that we all please stand for our response reading for the morning. May we all read together. Now that we have been justified by his blood, will we say to him from the wrath? Amen. Let's do that again with pain and pleasure. Come on. Now that we have been justified by his blood, we have Man, you see this table in front of you. We're going to ask that we sing together a wonderful, wonderful hymn. The blood will never, never lose its power. I'm sorry, Brother Pastor.
now for just a few announcements we're going to ask that you please continue to pray for those that you know we have a note here from to our decay chapel family we deeply appreciate your love and kindness and support during the loss of our brother willie your enduring love and support means so much to us and this come from the deacon owens family amen also we have a note here to simply say is sister katrina jefferson the daughter of sister nazelle jefferson passed away recently and we asked for the prayers of the church sister nazelle a woman, uh, Sister Pauline Cooper, passed away as well. We ask you please also pray for the Richardson family. Jesse Richardson Jr. passed, and we ask for the prayers of the church as well. Also, we ask you please keep Gwen Moncure in your prayers. Um, Gwen's sister-in-law, Evelyn Clark, passed away, and we ask for the prayers of the church. Also, uh, pray for our own Jesse Richardson, and we ask you to continue to pray for the Blackman family. And I know that you know that they have gone through some things from time to time. And again, we ask that you please pray. Um, this is Reverend and Mrs. Leroy Harrington asking for the church's family for their prayers for his sister. Uh, we ask that you, uh, Luella Harrington and family, we ask that you please pray for them as well. Just pray one for another, amen? Because it may not be your time right now, but I, I promise you it's, it's coming, amen? So we ask that you just pray for one another. We'll get some additional announcements from the media. Good morning, K Chapel. Parents, it's time to sign up your youth ages 5 through 12 for the 2019 spring break trip. This year, we're planning to travel to Little Rock, Arkansas for an educationally fun-filled day. The excursion will take place on Saturday, March the 9th. There are limited seats for youth and teenage chaperones. Registration is required by February the 25th. Please be sure to stop by the Old Fellowship Hall immediately before or after the 10 a.m. Black History Program each Sunday in February. And for more information, contact Sister Sharon Turner Davis at 601-291-9324. Registration is now available for the Nate Reverend 5K Walk and Run. This event will take place on April the 20th and will also feature a free community wellness fair. The race entry fee is only $25, and this year the race will begin and end at Smith Park in downtown Jackson. Please see any member of the scholarship board to complete your registration form and to gain more information about this event. K-Chapel family, be sure to mark the date for Saturday, March the 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for the annual Spring Festival. This event is free and open to the public. The annual K-Chapel Women's Day weekend will take place here at Cade on March the 15th through the 17th. The mission ministry will begin this exciting weekend with a community service project on Friday, March the 15th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the Mississippi Food Network. This will serve as an opportunity to volunteer to pack food boxes for the Commodity Supplemental Food Program for the Elderly. If you're interested in volunteering, please sign up in the Old Fellowship Hall between the 8 and the 11 o'clock worship services beginning on today. Stay tuned for more information about our annual Women's Day weekend activities. And for more information in the meantime, please contact Sister Frances Moody at 601-331-9995. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. 
and to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to K Chapel announcements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. God bless you. We want to pause right now and just recognize our visitors. I know there are some that are not yet members of this congregation, and we're going to ask you, visitors, if you would, please stand. Let us thank you for coming to Back Back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Ask you to please remain standing. Remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor and the entire K Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to worship with us today. If you're just visiting, please come in the time and get to But if by chance you're looking for church home, before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you that you just found home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something being going to get here at K Chapel Mission Baptist This is our fellowship here. We want you to reach out and welcome your neighbor. Welcome to K Chapel.
the presence of the Lord, we give God glory, honor, and praise for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing and glad about it. Amen? Amen. Amen. We've been through the storm and the rain, but we made it. Amen, somebody? Amen. God is good and greatly to be praised. We certainly are praying for our brothers and sisters in the Columbus, Mississippi area. Uh, we do have at least uh, one former member up there, uh, Sister uh, Dot Lewis, and I saw a post uh, on social media that she was okay, and so we thank God that she checked in to let us know that all was well with her, but we certainly are lifting up our brothers and sisters uh, in the areas that were affected by tornadoes and torrential rains and winds on yesterday. Amen? Amen. Amen. And also, we're lifting up an old Miss Campus. Come on and talk to me, somebody. Amen. We're lifting up students at Ole Miss. We're lifting up that entire situation because we know that the devil is still busy. And listen, he would love to do something on Black History Month. He would love to do something in this month, but I, I, I just believe God's hedge and God's hand is over and protecting even there. And we thank God that things are as good as they are on that campus. Amen. I understand that on uh, this past week in Bible study, uh, there was a request lifted up that we be in prayer for students at Jackson State as well, uh, that there was some um, a, a person, a possible uh, wanting to do some harm on the campus there. I don't know if that individual has been uh, uh, caught or whatever, but we're certainly lifting that campus up as well as the students and the faculty that no hurt, harm, or danger would befall them. Let's just stay prayed up, saints. Amen? Amen. Listen, we also want to remind you, of course, you've probably heard the news already a long time, uh, health advocate and civil rights uh, advocate, uh, Dr. James Anderson passed earlier this week. I want you to keep the Anderson family in your prayers. The, uh, there is a family hour scheduled for this, this evening between hours of 5 and 7 p.m. at People's Funeral Home. And then the funeral services will be tomorrow at Pearl AME Church at noon, Pearl AME Church at noon. So do keep the Anderson family in your prayers as well. Amen. God bless you, Brother Thickman. Won't you come? This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. Just want to say one thing to you. Just remember one thing. You can't be God-given. And for this early morning service, we want to do one offering, and we ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. We'll get some words from the pulpit, and after which this meal course would come, and the deacons will all give us a chance, and the ushers a chance to give again as we have been so blessed. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in all heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. That's what we are prepared to give now, again, as we have been so blessed.
Let us pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you, Master. Bless this offering, Father, for the building of the gospel. Bless the man who's going to break the bread this morning, Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. is going to bring us one final selection for the morning, after which we should be ready for the message for the morning. I want you to pray for the choir and pray for the pastor and pray for yourself that God may see that you get what you need. Amen. Choir.
sing. Hallelujah. I will sing. Thank you, Jesus. I will sing. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, men, for blessing our hearts on this morning. I do want to uh, remind you that all this month, our Sunday school, we've been celebrating Black History Month. Uh, various divisions of the Sunday school have been responsible for the review portion uh, of the Sunday school. And this morning, uh, we have very special guests coming this morning. I want to invite each of you to come and be a part of the Sunday School Hour beginning at 10 a.m. We're going to have a quick panel discussion uh, with two filmmakers uh, as we discuss black Mississippians in media, uh, owning our narratives and telling our stories. Because one thing I know for sure, if we're not telling our own stories, somebody else is. And if somebody else is telling our stories, they may not be telling the truth. Amen. <laughs> And so we're going to talk to two filmmakers, uh, authors, um, by, by way of Maximus Wright. Maximus Wright uh, recently uh, wrote the book and produced the movie Soul Damage. Uh, and then we also have Dr. Wilma E. Mosley Clopton, uh, who is the executive director of N NMHS Film Product Unlimited Film Productions right here in Mississippi. Both of them will be sharing with us. Uh, for a few moments, and then we'll be viewing one of the films by Dr. Clopton, uh, Our Forgotten Past, uh, Unkept Promises. And so we invite you to come and be a part of that beginning promptly at 10 a.m. Amen? Tell your neighbor we're going to start on time. Tell them again. You didn't say it well. Tell them again. We're going to start on time. Amen. Be here at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Amen. 10 o'clock. We will begin promptly here at 10 o'clock. We hope to see you here. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter number 3. I'm going to be reading from the contemporary English version this morning. I'm starting to like that version a lot. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, uh, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to read this, and you'll see why I like this, this uh, translation. 3 and 1, it begins as follows. You have been raised to life with Christ. Now set your heart on what is in heaven, where Christ rules at God's right hand, right side. Think about what is up there, not about what is here on earth. You died, which means that your life is hidden with Christ who sits beside God. Christ gives meaning to you, to your life, and when he appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Now, here we go. Don't be controlled by your body. Kill every desire for the wrong kind of sex. Don't be immoral or indecent or have evil thoughts. Don't be greedy, which is the same as worshiping idols. God is angry with people who disobey him by doing these things. And that is exactly what you did when you lived among people who behaved in this way. But now you must stop doing such things. You must quit being angry, hateful, and evil. You must no longer say insulting or cruel things about others. Stop lying to each other. You have given up your old way of life with its habits. 
Amen. You may be seated in the, tell your neighbor, that was good. 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 Yeah. I want to, I want to talk, I want to talk this morning about breaking bad habits. Breaking bad habits. Breaking bad habits. Tell your neighbor, he talking about you this morning. 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 Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He talking about you this morning. I, I do want to pick up. I do want to pick up what, what I started a few weeks ago when I started talking to you about the power of routine. Y'all remember that? The power of routine. And, and I want to ask you to consider with me this morning, what are some of your routines? What are some of your ways of life? What are some of the habits in your life that you can identify that need to be broken? Because quite frankly, routines can either work for you or against you. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, if you have a routine of prayer, a routine of Bible reading, a routine of exercise, a, a routine of household chores, those things can work to your benefit. They can bring joy. They can bring growth. They can bring healthiness and productivity to your life. But, but if you have a routine of sin, a, a routine of drinking, a a routine of, of gambling, you, you routinely commit adultery, you routinely lie, you, you routinely cuss folk out, you, you, you routinely, you routine, you routinely, y'all ain't talking to me in here. Those are the things that can damage your walk and destroy your witness. Routines can either be powerful aids or they can be powerful hindrances depending on their nature. Are they positive or are they negative? Over the last few weeks, last few weeks, many of you have joined us in the spiritual growth journey of our 28 days of prayer and fasting. Many of you have conscientiously made prayer more of a priority in your life. And some of you have been fasting or abstaining from certain behaviors or certain foods or certain activities and you have increased the time that you spend in those spiritual disciplines of prayer and devotional readings and reading the word of God and I pray I pray that you have had spiritual revelations and spiritual breakthroughs about God and yourself and 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 since 28 days will be ending on Thursday the question that I want to pose for you this morning is what you gonna do on Friday Help me preach this thing this morning. If, if you've not been drinking all February, and March is a Friday night, What, what, what are your plans? What are your plans? What, what do you plan on doing? If, if, if you've been abstaining from things, abstaining from fornication, abstaining uh, from cursing, or, or you've changed your eating habits all of February and, and Friday comes, what 
is your plan? Because I heard somebody say, if you fail to plan, then you plan. Question really is, are there things in your life from which you've abstained this month and you recognize that by doing so, watch this, that you actually have more power than those things? You, you, you've abstained from them, and, and, and with God's help, you, with God's spirit, you, he has kept you. He has shown you how to live your life and how you can live in victory. And, and, and there are some things that, that if we're honest about it, those things, if we're honest about them, they take up too much space. They consume too much time, too much of our resources, too much of our energy, and they keep us from being our best selves. They are repeated behaviors that, that cause distraction from our personal, our spiritual, and our relational growth. And my question to you is, come Friday, what you gonna do? Are there repeated activities in your life that keep you from being the spiritually mature disciple that you could be, keep you from growing in the strength and in the grace as a witness of Christ to the glory of God? Because that's all that habits really are. They are repeated behaviors that are subconsciously committed and become a part of the fabric of your life. Are there some routines? Are there some repeated behaviors, some bad habits in your life that you can admit right now need to be broken? Okay. And for those of you who are not raising your hand, you got a bad habit of lying. That's your habit. You, you just did it this morning. There are things that, that are part of our lives that, that we can admit need to be broken. And if you answer yes, if you're willing to admit to that, then I want to help you take a step this morning to break it once and for all. Because here's what I know for sure. The Bible says, those whom the Son set free are free what? Indeed. That means that my salvation is not just about me going to heaven. But my salvation is about my freedom. It's about liberation. It's about overcoming my hang-ups and conquering my shortcomings. It's about having victory over my issues and power over my temptations and control over my impulses and authority over my addictions and freedom over my habits. If I'm free, then I'm free not only to go to heaven, but I'm free to live in victory on earth. And that's what Paul is pressing in this text to the Christians at the Church of Coloss. To once and for all give up their old habits. To put away the ways of their former lives as unbelievers. To break their old habits. To stop their repeated behaviors that distract from their growth and destroy the witness of themselves and the witness of the church. Now, If y'all don't mind, I'm just going to teach this morning. 
Is that all right? Don't y'all push me. I'm going to just teach this moment. Because the argument that Paul makes is, is that believers, as believers, we are not to bring old bad habits into our new lives. But, but along the way, we are to have them broken. Along the way, we are to put them down. Along the way, we are to give them up. Along the way, we are to place our old habits upon the altar of sacrifice for them to finally be destroyed. In your life, you should see improvement bit by bit, day by day, as bad habits are broken. And if you aren't breaking any bad habits, what are you doing? If you're not breaking any bad habits, what do you do? If you're not changing, if you're not getting better, if you're not becoming more like Christ, what are you doing? You getting okay with just being who you are? How you are? So I want to teach a little bit more about breaking bad habits. If you're going to break a bad habit, first thing you got to do, number one, first thing you got to do, write it down. If you're going to break a bad habit, first thing you got to do, here it is, you got to get sick of it. You got to get sick of it. I did not say get sick from it. I said get sick of it. It's because a lot of times we get sick from our bad habits. And because we've gotten sick from the bad habit, we then change the behavior that caused us to get, y'all ain't talking to me. It caused us to get sick. You, you, you get sick from too much drinking. The doctor looks at your liver and says you, you, it's not functioning properly and, and you'll stop drinking because you got sick from the bad habit. You get sick from smoking. The doctor looks at your lungs and says your lungs are not healthy. You'll stop smoking because you got sick from smoking. You get sick from eating too many fried foods. The doctor says your arteries are clogged up. You stop going to Popeye's because you got sick from fried foods. Because bad habits tend to make us sick. But instead of getting sick from them, we need to get sick of them. In other words, the bad habit needs to become something that you detest, something that you don't like, something that displeases you, something that you are tired of doing. You just got to get sick of it. If you're going to change it, you got to get sick of it. Jesus, 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 Jesus went to Jerusalem one day. He was walking by the sheep gate, uh, and he sees a man who's laying by the pool. Y'all remember this story? There's a man laying by the pool. The Bible says there were a lot of people, a lot of sick people who were laying by the pool, uh, but this man had been there for 38 years. And he was there, and all the sick people were there because uh, there was an angel that would come periodically and trouble the water. Do I have any Bible readers in here? They, the angel would come by and trouble the water, and the first person in the water would be healed. They were all sitting by the pool waiting for the angel to come and trouble the water. Jesus comes by, looks at the man. The Bible says that he recognizes that the man has been in this condition for a long time. And Jesus says to the man who's been in this condition for a long time, watch this, do you want to be healed? 
Do, do you want to be healed? In, in essence, in essence, in essence, watch this, in essence, are you tired of being in this condition? Do you want to be healed? Are you tired of waiting here and not being fast enough to get into the water after the angel comes? Do you want to be healed? Are, are you sick of being sick? Do you want to be healed? Are you sick of spending day after day in the same place making no progress? Do you want to be healed? Are you sick of this routine when, when, when the angel comes and troubles the water and somebody always gets in before you and it plays the same way day after? Are you sick of that yet? Do you want to be healed? Let me ask you. Are you tired of your repeated behavior? Do you want to be healed? Are you sick of your sin? Are you tired of your issue? Are you sick of your situation? Are you fed up with your philandering? Are you disgusted with your disposition? Are you tired of giving in to your temptation? Are you ready for a new pattern, for a new, to be a new person, to live a new reality, to experience a new way of life? Are you ready to be healed? You see, when you can readily admit that your sinful flesh makes you miserable, then you're ready to agree with God to give up the habit. When you can say, watch this, I'm sick of being subject to this thing. I'm sick of this thing having its way with me. Sick of this thing controlling me the way it does. Sick, I, I'm sick of this attitude getting me in the predicaments that I get into. I'm sick of my tongue getting me into trouble. I'm sick of my mouth putting me in uncompromising positions. I, I'm sick of coming to church and judging folk. I'm, I, I'm sick, I'm sick of, of holding on to judges, to grudges. I'm, I'm sick of being mean when I don't have to be mean. I'm, I'm sick of cutting folk off and cussing folk out. I'm, I'm sick of interrupting folk before they finish their statements. I'm, I'm sick of procrastinating. I'm students. I'm sick of not doing my homework and, and going to school and acting like I forget it. I'm sick. I'm sick of missing my assignments. I'm sick of getting, getting in trouble at school. I'm sick of getting in and out of relationships and having no stability in my life. And, and when you look up, I got a new one just like I put on a new suit. I'm sick. I'm sick of hurting people I love. I'm sick of lying to people who trust me. I'm sick of being how I am. You see, nothing breaks a habit like becoming sick of it. Because it's in that sanctified and surrendered space of being sick where we admit our weakness that God meets us with his sovereign power. God shows up in our weakness. And when you get sick of it and not sick from it, I said when you get sick of it, and not just sick from it. See, because you, you used to calling him when you're going into surgery because you got sick from it. But he, he, he not only makes hospital calls, he'll come to your house. 
See, see, before you get sick from it, you can get sick of it at your house, and instead of making a hospital call, he'll make a house call. When you're not just sick from it, but sick of it. When you're sick of it, when you're sick of it, he'll meet you at your house. He'll meet you in therapy. He'll meet you in the midst of a counseling session. When you're sick of it, he'll meet you at your AA meeting. When you're sick of it, he'll meet you at your support group. When you're sick of it, 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 he'll show up. He'll show up. Number two, number two, number two, number two. If, if you're going to break a bad habit, number two, you got to change your mind about yourself. Changing my mind about myself. You, you got to change your mind about yourself. Verse one, verse one says in the text, says, watch this. Paul says, you have been raised to life with Christ. Now, set your heart on what is in heaven, where Christ rules at God's right hand. Think about what is up there, not about what is on the earth. You died, you died, which means that your life is hidden with Christ who sits beside God. Christ gives meaning to your life, and when he appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Paul says right here, he says, first of all, you, watch this, you as a believer are not the person you once were. With life in Christ, you are no longer the man, you are no longer the woman you were before Christ came into your heart. Do I have a witness in here? You, you, you are no longer that person in Christ. You are not the person you have believed yourself or allowed yourself to be in Christ. You have been raised to a new life. You have been raised to a new level. And Paul says, since you have been raised with Christ, it also requires you to raise your thinking. Said so you got to raise your thinking. You got to raise your mindset. You got to raise your understanding. Raise your perception. Quit thinking about what's on earth. He says, raise your thoughts to what's in heaven. And if I'm raising my thoughts to what's in heaven, I've got to believe that what I'm doing down here, God wants better for me. I'm I'm not thinking that this is the end, but I believe that there's a destiny in store for me, and that God is. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me. Yet. Paul says you got to raise your perception of who you are and what you believe about yourself. Sometimes we do the things we do because we don't think we can do any differently. We don't believe we can do any better. We repeat some of these bad habits because we've come to believe the lies that have been told. Somebody told you the reason you do what you do is because that's what we do. It's in our family. 
you trying to stop cussing, you ain't gonna ever stop cussing, all us cuss. That's what we do. It's just how we talk. And, and, and you've heard it so long and, and you've accepted and you believed the lie. That that's who you are. That's not who you are. In Christ, I am a new creature. Old things. Paul says, think higher than that. And here's where the real work begins in breaking habits. In what you believe about yourself. Folks, that's where the real work begins with what you believe about yourself. Because I read somewhere around in Proverbs chapter 23, it says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, breaking a bad habit starts with your thought life. Who you are and who are you becoming? Those are the questions you've got to wrestle with and determine for yourself. I know what my family is, but that ain't who I am. I know what my family does, but that ain't what I'm going to do. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. What do you believe about yourself? Who do you believe you are and who you are becoming? I gave the illustration of Bible study uh, this past Wednesday said it now for instance if, if a person if a person is 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 quitting smoking say smoking is something they've done for years and they want to stop smoking uh, and and you you stop smoking and, and somebody comes and offers you a cigarette there, there are basically two responses you can give one could respond by saying uh, no thank you I, I'm trying to quit and that's a logical response that's a good response no thank you I'm trying to quit another person could say I don't smoke Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. One person could say, no, thank you. I'm trying to quit. The other person could say, no, thank you. I don't smoke. Somebody over here still missed it. I'm going to say it one more time. One person could say, no, thank you. I'm trying to quit. The other person could say, no, thank you. I don't smoke. Now, both of them, both of them are on the journey yet to becoming who they are becoming. But one has decided that they're going to use the language to identify themselves for the person that they are becoming. And rather than saying, I'm trying, I just already am. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. It becomes a part and listen, if the Bible says, and I believe it's true, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you're speaking that thing, eventually what you're speaking about yourself will materialize and come to pass. I wish I had some faith talkers in here who, who just knew and believed that if I say it with my mouth, eventually God is going to let my flesh catch up. I'm just teaching, I'm just teaching, I'm just teaching, I'm just teaching. Number three, number three, number three, number three. If you're going to break a bad habit, number three, you've got to, you, you've got, watch it, you've got to interrupt the habit loop. 
You've got to interrupt the habit loop. C come with me. I'm going to take you to therapy for just a second. Sit on the couch. Now, now, now. Now, in a therapist session, a therapist will tell you the habit loop is, 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 is what deals with and, and, and what identifies yet how we do what we do. Uh, Brother Allen, ba basically, Brother Allen will tell you that, that, that there are basically three points in the habit loop. Basically. There's the trigger, also known as the cue. There's the behavior, and then there's the reward. Here it is. There's the trigger, there's the behavior, there's the reward. And it goes round and round and round. There's the trigger, the behavior, and the reward. And usually when someone wants to break a bad habit, they start with the behavior. But what the therapist will tell you is, you, you need to back it up. And instead of dealing with the behavior, I notice what you want to change, but instead of dealing with the behavior, let's back it up and look at the trigger. In, in other words, in other words, I know you want to change the behavior, but, but if we're going to deal with the behavior, we first got to understand what's causing the behavior in the first place. What is the trigger? What is the cue? What is the thing that, that when that happens, that's what caused you to do the thing that gets you in trouble? Y'all yeah. ain't talking to me in here. Yeah, and, and so what that means is you, you've got to stop and rewind the tape in your mind and, and go back and play it over again and, and say, now, when I did that, what was I thinking? How was I feeling? Was I tired? No, I wasn't tired. I slept good. Was I hungry? I was a little hungry. Did I have a bad day? Yeah, I had a bad day at work. Yeah. And, and you're going back through, and you're trying to remember and construct what happened before the behavior itself. Are you, are you, are you, are you, here? Are you hearing me? Yeah, yeah. So, so instead of, watch this, watch this. Let me, let, let, let me, okay, let me play it out for you. You, you're in front of your TV, and, and you're eating a bag, a family-sized bag of Doritos. <sighs> Help me, somebody. And, and you watching your favorite show, and it's an hour long. It ain't a 30-minute show. It's an hour show. And, and that habit being played over and over and over again has caused you to put on some weight. Now, you want to attack the habit of eating the Doritos. I know, I know, that's what you want to stop. You want to stop that. But the therapist will tell you, nope, don't, don't, don't blame the Doritos. Play the tape back. Go back and look at what was happening before you went and got the bag. Had you eaten already? Were you lonely? Where, where were you? Who was with you? What conversation had you just had? 
Were you angry? Were you bored? Now you're putting together a profile of your environment and your emotional state to better understand what's going on when I do this behavior. And that's what takes work. And that's the work that most of us never want to do. We just want to attack the behavior and say, I'm going to just stop eating Doritos. And you might stop eating Doritos, but then you start eating Cheetos. Y'all ain't talking to me. You hear what I'm saying? It's not the behavior, it's the trigger. That you, you say, preacher, I ain't in therapy. Give, give me Bible for that. I got Bible for you. Go to, go to Romans. Romans 13. Romans 13, verse 14. Romans 13, verse 14. You write it down. Romans 13, verse 14 says this. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lusts. Make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill. In in other words, Paul says, don't make room for it. Don't create the opportunity. That means you got to go back and look at the environment that causes the opportunity to exist. And Paul says, when you find out what it is, get rid of it. Oh, y'all. Get rid of it. You got to know. That means you got to stop it before it starts. You got to know yourself. You got to be in tune and in touch with your emotions and your wounds and your anxieties and your inclinations and take control of your environment so that the cues or the triggers lead to a different behavior. Okay, 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 y'all not getting it. Let me, let, me, let me put myself out there. Let me put myself out there. Pastor got some bad habits too, yeah. Pastor got some bad habits. Uh, amen, amen. I ain't tell y'all of them, but I'm going to tell you one. I ain't tell y'all of them. <laughs> but 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 I got a I got a sweet tooth. Y'all probably already know it. I got a sweet tooth. I really do. I got a sweet tooth, and I'm I'm doing better with it, mothers. I really am. Uh, I really am. But but I got a sweet tooth, and 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 one of the things y'all remember I told you about my my goals for 2019 a few weeks ago, and I told you I wasn't doing so good. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Uh, but but one of my goals was to eat better, eat healthier. Uh, and, and, and one of the things in, in our house, and I told, I told Christian this, in our house, uh, when, I, when I go past uh, the kitchen table, there's a bowl there. It's a white bowl. And, and usually that bowl is the treat bowl. It's just full of snacks. Good snacks. It's just, just full of snacks. And... and and, and I mean, you know, you always walking in the kitchen, in and out of the kitchen. That's the, and, and so when you walk in and out of the kitchen, I see the big pretty bowl. It's full of big pretty snacks. I'm not particularly hungry, but it, it's right there. It's right there. And it be calling me. It be. You know you want me, come on. You know. Be calling me, be calling, be calling. So, 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 so first thing we did, first thing we did, we got rid of the snacks and we replaced it with fresh fruit. Uh -huh. 
fruit, apples and oranges and bananas. Apples, oranges, that, that, that's all that's in the bowl right now. That's all that's in the bowl right now. But, 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 but it's something, when you're coming off them, them, them really processed sweets, that can and everything, uh, an apple don't taste like. Y'all ain't talking to me. <laughs> I mean, it's sweet, but, but your taste buds ain't got adjusted yet. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so until my taste buds got adjusted, I said, listen, what I need is I need, I need something a little sweeter. Put me some raisins in there. And you know, raisins, when they, they, get, they get a little sweeter. So, so, so I had the, the fresh fruit and the raisins. And now when I walk by, there's fresh fruit and raisins. And when, and when I really want a sugar fix, I get a box of raisins. Now, y'all ain't got to cheer me or nothing like that. I feel good about myself because I'm conquering something that I've been looking at for a long time. Saying, I got to get a handle on this. Amen, amen, amen. Now, now, I done told you mine, how you going to get a handle on yours? I'm doing my work. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you know, all I'm saying is, you got to change your environment. You got to know your cues. You got to know what's triggering the behavior and do something about it what's causing the behavior, and change the environment so that you do and pick up the good habit and break the bad habit. Am I helping anybody? Last point, last point. I'm through. Here's the last point. You're going to break your old habit, break your bad habit. Here's the last point. Start making new habits. Start making new habits. Now, I like how Paul talks to the church at Colossus. He says, verse 5, and this part that we got all hyped up about, it says, don't be controlled by your body. Kill every desire for the wrong kind of sex. I like the way that puts it because that suggests then that, that there is a wrong kind of sex. That's another sermon for another time. But believe me, I'm going to preach that sermon. Don't be immoral or indecent or have evil thoughts. Don't be greedy, which is, in the same, which is the same as worshiping idols. God is angry with people who disobey him by doing these things. And that is exactly what you did when you lived among people who behaved in this way. But now you must stop doing such things. You must quit being angry, hateful, and evil. You must no longer say insulting or cruel things about others. Stop lying to each other. You've given up your old way of life with its habits. What a wonderful, what a wonderful, what a wonderful charge that is to stop. Stop talking about folk. Stop being mean. Stop gossiping. Stop, stop tearing folk down. Stop, stop lying. Stop, stop all that negative stuff. But, but, but can I, and Midi, you're going to have to help me. If you, can, if you can get quickly to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, I, I like what Paul does in Colossians, telling us to stop. But I like a little bit better what he does in Ephesians chapter 4 because he not only tells us to stop it, but he gives us what to replace it with. <laughs> I like it. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning, beginning around verse 22, it says, you were told that your foolish desires will destroy you and that you must give up your old way of life with its bad habits. 
Verse 23, let the Spirit change your way of thinking and make you into a new person. You were created to be like God, and so you must please him and be, and be truly holy. We are part of the same body. Now, here it is. Here it is. Stop lying. That's the stop part. Stop lying and start telling each other the truth. See, see, watch it. Because it ain't enough to just stop the bad if you don't replace it. Y'all ain't talking to me. Stop, stop lying and start telling the truth. Verse, verse 26, don't, don't, be, don't get so angry that you sin. Don't go to bed angry and don't give the devil a chance. If you are a thief, quit stealing. All right, I'm going to quit stealing. What should I do? Be honest and work. It's right there. Be honest and work hard so you will have something to give to people in need. Stop all your dirty talk. Stop saying filthy stuff and say the right thing at the right time and help others by what you say. Don't make God's spirit sad. Verse 32 says, instead be kind and merciful and forgive others just as God forgave you. Too often, what are you saying? Too often, we spend more energy on breaking old habits rather than making new ones. You want to be free from something that's holding you? Stop the old, but start the new. It is not enough for you to just stop one thing because, listen, G G thank you. Here it is. I'm through. Jesus, Jesus is, one, is, is casting out evil spirits one day, and, and the people are... Uh, you know, they always, religious folk had a problem with it. But, but he went on and taught, and he taught this. He says, listen, the evil spirit left the man and went out, uh, and, and, he, and he looked for somewhere else to go. Y'all remember that? He said, and, and finding none, he came back to, to the man where he was cast out. And, 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 he, and he brought seven more evil spirits with him. And he got up in that man with his seven more evil spirits, and, and Jesus said, and that man was worse off later than he was before. Why? Because even though the evil spirit was cast out, nothing was put in to take up the space so that nothing, y'all ain't talking to me in here. If you're going to stop the bad, you got to start the good. What are you saying? If, 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 watch this. If, if you're going to stop eating sweets, you got to start eating vegetables. Watch this. If, if you're going to stop fornicating, you got to start loving your spouse. If, if you're going to stop lying, you, you got to start telling the truth. You got to start the new habit and not just break the old. Break the old and start. The new. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm through. Here, 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 here. We're about to come to this table. Mm. We're about to break bread at this table. One of the ways you can break a bad habit is by breaking bread with each other. I'm through. One of the ways you can watch this. One of you saying, "I'm saying one of the ways you break a bad habit 
is by inviting others to do life with you. One of the ways you break a bad habit is by recognizing I can't do life by myself. But I'm willing to break bread. I'm willing to fellowship with my brother and with my sister. And in so doing, watch this, be sharpened by him. Be challenged by her. Be encouraged by it so that we don't just eat this bread and drink this cup, but that we use it for what it's meant to be. It is a communion table. That means that there is unity here. When we come around this table and break bread, we are in fact becoming one not just with God, but one with each other. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you, be gracious unto you, give you his peace. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you this morning for your power. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for this journey of prayer and fasting. Thank you, God, that you give us strength to be victorious. Now, God, I pray for every man and woman, boy and girl who struggles with routine, struggles with habits that need to be broken, strongholds that from which they need to be freed. Lord, in Jesus' name, you know that there's somebody here this morning who's just sick of it. Sick of it. Lord, there's somebody here this morning who wants to live life anew and afresh. There's somebody here this morning who's tired and wants to be healed. God, I know what you can do because you've done it in my life. And so, Lord, I pray now that what you've done for me and what you've done for others here who are praying this prayer, that you would do it for that man, for that woman, for that boy, for that girl who needs to know that you can do all things but fail. Now, God, help us to be more like you. Help our walk and help our witness. In Jesus' name. And while your heads are still bowed, while your heads are still bowed, I know, I know, I know, I know there's someone here who, who heard this message. I know there's someone here who's wondering about what new life in Christ really means. There's someone here who's wondering if, if giving your life to Christ will really make that much of a difference anyway or can I just do it on my own? I want to help you this morning by telling you that apart from Christ, Apart from Jesus, you can't make it by yourself. You can't do this work by yourself. It's, it's too big for you. It's too big for one man, for one woman. You got to have some power outside of yourself. And it's outside of your willpower. It's outside of your, your strength to just do right. You need another kind of power power that comes from a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. 
And so if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, while heads are still bowed, while eyes are still closed, if, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you, if you have yet to, to open your heart and let him into your life, just slip your hand up wherever you are. Just slip your hand up. Nobody else has to know. Nobody else has to see. If you haven't given your life to Christ yet, go ahead and admit to it. Admit to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still lost. I, I don't want to be, but I'm still lost. Yeah. Okay. If there's someone here, if there's someone here, You've given your life to Christ. You've given your life to Christ, but, but truthfully, honestly, it's been a struggle. It's been a, this walk is a struggle. This, this, this faith is a struggle. And, and walking by faith and, and, and all these things that we talked about today, some of those bad habits have been holding on to you for a long time. And you just need release. You need help. I, I'm going to make it real easy for everybody. Real easy for you. Deacons, if you will, take those seats away. Take those seats away. Take those seats away. Because I got a feeling we're going to need a lot of space. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you recognize, you know what? Yeah, I need some help. I, I need. I need God to walk with me. I need his Holy Spirit to guide me. I need power from on high because I'm dealing with stuff that I can't deal with by myself. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. And God, I'm coming right. Now, if you're not too ashamed, meet me up here. If you're not too ashamed, meet me up here. There's some folk who need this. Meet me up here. Meet me up here. This, this is not an embarrassing moment. This is just, this is life, y'all. This is life. This is life. This is life. I need help. I need help. I need help. I need your power. I need your strength. I need help. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 I need yokes to be broken. I need freedom from this thing. I I need joy to be restored. God, it's, it's been messing with me too long. It's been messing with my life. It's been messing with my mind. And it's, it's caused me to believe things about myself that I know aren't true. But, but I act in ways I know I ought not act. I do things I, I know I have no business doing. And, and it's not always a sin, but it is a weight. It's a weight that keeps me from being all that I could be. It's a weight that keeps me from living my life to the glory of God. It's not a sin, but it's a weight. It's a weight that burdens me. It's a weight that I need lifting off of me, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the weight. It's the weight. It's the weight. Hallelujah. Bless it now, God. Bless it now, God. Bless it now, God. Ministers lay hands on these people. Ministers lay hands on people. Deacons lay hands on people. Ministers lay hands on people. Touch them now. There's power. There's power in touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're breaking yokes now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, we're praying for victory right now in Jesus' name. 
Somebody needs freedom right now in Jesus' name. Somebody needs to know, oh God, that there's nothing too hard, that, that there's no problem too deep, there's no, there's no feeling, no emotion too strong that you cannot handle. There's, there's no depression too deep that you cannot lift them out of in Jesus' name right now. Lord, we pray that the enemy's devices and schemes and tricks would be defeated in the name of Jesus. God, we pray right now for every man and woman, boy and girl, to be released, oh God. Released from what holds them. Released from what binds them. Released from what has kept them from being all that you desire for them to be. God, in Jesus' name, I pray for some husband right now. Some husband who is stricken with fornication. Some husband who is dealing with pornography. Some husband who's dealing with lustfulness, oh God. Release him in Jesus' name. I pray for some wife right now. Some wife right now who struggles with self-identity issues. Some wife who struggles with anxiety. Some, some wife who's believing the negative things that somebody told her about herself years ago and, and maybe in her present and it's keeping her from living her best life. God, in Jesus' name, release them now. Let them no longer play that narrative in their minds. Release them from the bad habit of, of negative messages. Release them from the bad habit of believing bad things about themselves. Release them now in Jesus' name. God, I pray for some student right now, some student who's struggling with homework, struggling with assignments. And Lord, they know that they're smart, but, but there are things that are getting in their way and impeding them from being all that they could be. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, that bad habits be broken that bad study habits be broken, that, that bad habits of procrastination be broken. I, I pray, oh God, that you would bless them to be leaders and not followers, that, that they would go into their schools, oh God, knowing, that, Lord, that with you all things are possible. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're breaking the addiction of smoking in Jesus' name. We're breaking the addiction of drinking in Jesus' name. We're breaking the addiction of pornography and fornication in Jesus' name. Bad habits that have bound us. Bad habits that have... Ah. Blessed God. Blessed God. Move in this place. Move in this place move in our lives hallelujah 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 let us leave this place thinking new thoughts new thoughts about who we are and who we are becoming let us leave this place believing that with Christ we are more than conquerors let us leave here believing that with you all things are possible let us leave here declaring, God, that there's nothing too hard for you. And with you, oh God, we can be all that you've declared us to be. In Jesus' name. 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 I need you to walk in it in Jesus' name. I need you to believe it in Jesus' name. I need you to declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 I want you to use Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. So you, so you, so you, I want you to use. So you can use. Give myself, give myself away. away. Give myself away. Give myself away. Hallelujah. 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 There's a word. There's a word. There's a word. There's a word. Pastor, I want to thank you for this sermon today. I came down in 2014. I had quit smoking in 98. It started back in 2014 when my daughter got shot. I released that habit during the 28 days of passing and prayer. I just want to thank you for everything that you preached today. It hit my soul, Father, from my marriage to my children. Father, I just ask y'all to this church to pray. I walk in these doors smiling with a smile on my face, but I got so much hurt, so much anger in my heart. Lord, I just want y'all to pray for me. Continue to pray for me and my family. And then the, all these bad habits that I had, Lord, be gone, be washed into the sea of blood. Lord, just thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his name. God is able. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all we can ask, think, or imagine. Tell your neighbor God is able. Now God bless these elements. Bless this bread. Bless this cup. As we become one in Christ, let us be one in each other. In Jesus' name, amen. sensitivity if you will identify yourself we do have gluten-free wafers available we don't want anyone missing out because of dietary restrictions so brother gentry has those wafers if you will identify yourself you will be served accordingly give myself away 
where I am. Here I, here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hand. Lord, I'm longing to see.
And he took bread, break it, and blessed it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, in the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. sung a hymn they went out into the Mount of Olives grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.